How do you like that? Huge weekend. Massive weekend. 8.63 units over the weekend. Killed it. And I missed two games. I slept through two games. So, um, yeah, definitely not going to complain about that. Had a great weekend hit. You got to hit draws. If you hit a couple draws every weekend, you're going to have a great, great positive weekend. And uh, that's what happened. It was a it was a great weekend. It's three positive weekends in a row for me. And uh, we're looking at number four here coming up. Got some got some good games to look forward to. But I want to kind of look back at uh, at match week nine, um, which was uh, other than the two I missed was it, there were some good games, some some uh, not not too many high scoring games, but some important games, some some games um, that I think kind of give us an idea of what the what the league's going to look like. Um, obviously. Manchester City are in free fall. They've got nothing. They're just they're they're dead on their feet. There's no energy. There's um, that's just not a team right now. There's a lot of talent, not a team, and uh, that's going to kill you in this league. You need to be able to. Well, first of all, you got to be able to run. And they their midfield just has they've got no legs. They've got no legs in that midfield, and and uh, they just they just get killed. Um, and uh, they just they can't run the midfield, and that's that's where they're losing these games. Um, but Manchester City are in trouble. They're still in the bottom half of the table. Um, Tottenham and Chelsea, they play next weekend. But title contenders, I think it's you know it's I think Liverpool still at the top, still you know most likely to win uh, the league, even with all their injuries and stuff with the way they played um, on Sunday. But Chelsea and Tottenham this weekend coming up, I think uh, will tell us a lot about what um, what the league's going to look like. And uh, I, th- I think that's that's game of the season so far. I would say. Um, what else? Anything else interesting off the top? Liverpool dominant. Liverpool were so much better than I thought they were going to be. Um, and then the, I think the Wolves and Southampton game I think was was fantastic. Even though there was you know wasn't high scoring, but I, I think both teams are, are playing really really well right now. And uh, I think it was. Um, I I think I think better better things to come for these two. I think they're I think they'll both push for European places this season, and um, I was very impressed with with both of them uh, the way they played. Even though you know it ended one one, I was very impressed with with how they played. Um, let's get started. Uh, Want to get into first first match of the week was Newcastle at home against Chelsea. Um, first things uh, with Newcastle anyway. If Callum Wilson's not playing, they're in trouble. They they don't Joel Linton can't lead a line, not in this league anyway. They paid forty million for him uh, from I think was it what, Werder Bremen or so, yeah somewhere in Germ in Germany, um, but Joel Linton's not good enough to lead a line. Callum Wilson is, and when he's not in, I think I think he was even in the eighteen. When he's not in the eighteen, uh, this Newcastle team are going to struggle mightily to uh, put the ball in the back of the net, uh, especially against a Chelsea team that are. Yeah, they're coming into their own. They've fixed their goalkeeper problem. I think Edward Mendy is serviceable. I don't think he's fantastic, but um, he's definitely better than than Ariza Balaga was. So uh, first things first is when you see Callum Wilson um, not playing for, for Newcastle, uh, they're probably in trouble. Um, Chelsea came out of the blocks very quickly, um, forced a couple early saves from from Carl Darlow, who, who played really well. I think was probably Newcastle's man of the match in this game. Um but obviously wasn't able to to score uh, for Newcastle. Um, so who got the first goal? Was it Chilwell? Chilwell got the first goal. 
No, it was an own goal. It was Federico Fernandez. Um, own goal from Federico Fernandez early. Uh, look, kind of might have been a foul on Chilwell, but uh, they give that goal. And then uh, Tammy Abraham makes it two. And at that point, yeah, you know, it's pretty much over. Uh, Newcastle had a few chances. I know um, uh, Longstaff hit the bar, and, and Isaac Hayden and Joel Linton both had chances in the second half. Um, but they weren't anywhere near, uh, you know, getting anything from this game. Uh, team, we need to talk about Timo Werner. Timo Werner is incredibly athletic. He is he is incredibly pacey and quick, and and is is dangerous. He is he is a you do not want him running uh, you know at you with the ball, but he can't finish. He 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 either can't play that last ball. I know he had assisted for Tammy in, in this game, but he's he he should have so many more goals and so many more assists, and it's just not there. And it's it's. It's, um, it's, I, hopefully he can fix it. Um, but he's just, it's frustrating to watch him because he, he should have, you know, a goal and assist every game, every, at least, you know, a goal and assist every single game. And he's, he's having trouble, um, you know, finishing off moves. He's, he's fantastic when he's able to, to pick up the ball in space and run at people, but, um, his finishing quality needs to, uh, definitely, um, get better if he wants to perform in this league. And I, I feel like he can, I feel like he could be one of the best strikers in this league for years. Um, but his finishing needs to get better. Um, Chelsea completely dominated in this game, uh, more shots, 71% possession. Um, and this was easy to see. I, I don't, I don't think with, you know, with Callum Wilson not playing, it's, I, I think Chelsea's an easy bet. So I won two units on this game, hit the under and Chelsea win. So I won a couple units there. Uh, always nice to start the weekend with a couple wins. Um, uh, other than that, yeah, Chelsea look like title contenders. Newcastle, they're not going to be in the relegation battle. They'll get Callum Wilson back and and uh, be able to stay up. I think they'll probably finish between, you know, 11th and, and 15th, something like that. They've got enough talent to um, to figure it out and stay in the league. Uh, but Chelsea title contenders, I think they're, they're, they're definitely nailed on for a top four spot. I think there are three teams right now that are – that I would say are, you know, basically guaranteed a top top four spot and it's and it's it's Tottenham, it's Liverpool, and it's Chelsea. And uh you know, the 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 fourth spot is going to be uh highly contested over, I would say. I, I still expect Manchester City to to figure out what they're gonna do, uh to figure out, you know, how to get into that top four. But right now they're they're looking terrible. But anyway, um next game was Aston Villa and Brighton on Saturday. And I didn't see this one. I I I Brighton are the, the one team that are frustrating me to no end in this league because I think they're better than what, they, than what they've shown. Um, they get their second win of the season here. Um, so they're on nine points from nine games, and they're better than that. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, not a, I'm definitely not a huge fan of Neil Mope. I don't think he really brings a whole lot to Brighton. Um, so it's good to see Danny Welbeck get off the mark for them. He scores their first um, – and then Aston Villa uh, had a couple ch- – had you know, Trezeguet had one chance in the first half that he should have finished off. He had two, actually. I think he had one saved and then, you know, blasted one wide left and definitely should have made it 1-1. Uh, Ezri Konza gets the equalizer right after halftime. Um, and then Sully March is able to to stick one in the top corner from out of the box. Uh, fantastic goal. And it's it's the kind of goal that Brighton need to score every game because they're, they're, they do have trouble, um, you know, working it and, and 
having somebody finish, uh, you know, in the in the six yard box. But um, yeah, I, I think Neil Mope needs to go. I think I'd rather have uh, Welbeck up front by himself and another midfielder in there to be more creative. And um, yeah, I just I don't think Neil Mope is worth uh, starting. Um, he might he might be a good a bench player. Somebody can bring off with twenty minutes to go, and you might need you know some attacking you know, influence, but. Yeah, he, he wouldn't be in my eleven for Brighton. I think they're they're too tricky and intricate and creative to to have a, a striker like Neil Mope up front. Um, there was a little bit of drama here, some VAR drama. I think I think they got it right without with uh, um, not giving the penalty on a Sully March challenge. Um, so credit to VAR there. That's that's obviously a good thing. We want to get them. We want to get things right. Uh, Tarek Lamptey, which um, you know, might be um, hurtful for Brighton in the you know in the upcoming game. I, th- I he gets a red card, and I think he I think with that comes a, a one game suspension automatically. Um, not sure. I agree with the red card, but I under I you know you you, you watch it and you you kind of get it. It's it, uh, you know it's not something I would vehemently argue against. Um, but. No, Brighton were the better team. They they created the better chances. They deserved to win the game, in my opinion. Um, even though the stats don't really say that, you know, if you you know you watch the game and you and you say you the, uh, think um, you know Brighton deserved to win this game. Um, obviously, I thought Aston Villa was going to win because I haven't trusted Brighton all season. Well, I have, but I shouldn't have. And now, of course, when I don't trust them, they they win a game. So I lost a unit on that. Uh, I thought Aston Villa to win this game. Uh, they struggled. They um, obviously, I, th- I think Brighton are a good team, but uh, Aston Villa have shown that they are more than capable of breaking teams down, and they just weren't able to do it today. I'm sorry, on Saturday. Uh, so I lost a unit there. It's disappointing. Um, next game was Tottenham and Manchester City. Tottenham win this one two nil, and uh, Manchester City are in trouble. I, you know, I just talked about it, but Manchester City, they've got they. I think what are they in twelfth right now? Thirteenth, uh, something like that. They're in trouble. They they just signed Pep Guardiola to a two year extension, and I can't. I I, it, I don't see it working. I don't. I don't. It's just not. It's not getting any better. It's probably getting worse. And um, it's not a team. I can't remember the last time they scored more than more than a goal. Um, it's not a team that I'm going to be betting on. Uh, to win. Anytime soon, obviously depending on the matchup, but um, Manchester City are in are in real trouble. They're not anywhere near as good as they were, you know, two three seasons ago. They're just I, I'm not sure if it's a obviously it's a play it's a talent thing. It's also I think it's an effort thing. I think it's a athleticism thing. It's a it's a motivation thing right now. I think I think there's a little bit of complacency with Manchester City. Um, nine games into the season, I don't know if the the short preseason has anything to do with it, but um, this, they're they're in trouble. They're I don't as of right now I wouldn't put them in the top four. Now, obviously, with the amount of talent they do have, attacking talent they do have, they could turn you know flip a switch and turn it on real quick. But the way they're looking right now, it's uh it's nothing but bad things right now. And at the Etihad, um, Tottenham on the other hand, looking fantastic. Um, Ming Son is one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, scores the first goal in like the fifth minute, something like that, and then from from then on it was. It was all Spurs. Um, Harry Kane has a, has a goal ruled out for offside. It was a, a really good move, um, but you know Harry Kane gets a little too 
a little too aggressive uh, with his positioning and and is very clearly offside, but a move that deserved a goal, to be honest with you. Um, another, well, I think Manchester City looked like they had equalized um, about the 30th minute, something like that, and um, uh, Laporte had put the ball in the back of the net uh, from a pass from Jesus, but it um, obviously handball from Jesus to, to control the cross. Um, so that was ruled out, and that was really City's only... Um, you know, attacking chance, uh, and uh, you know they were well truly beaten. Uh, Lacelso comes on right about sixty first minute, sixty second minute, and and immediately goes on and scores the 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 goal to make it two nil, and that you know it's game over from there. Um, you know, it, it's it's one of those. It's it's a this was a classic Mourinho sit back counter attack. We've got a lead. We get an early lead. And we're going to sit back and counterattack. So you look at the stats. Manchester City had 66% possession, and Manchester City had 22 shots to Tottenham's four. This is what Mourinho wants. This is the game that Mourinho wants, especially against you know a, I wouldn't say more talented team, but a very talented team. This is this is what Mourinho has made his living on, um, and it, he got exactly what he wanted. Pep set up the way. I think you know the early goal definitely hurts Manchester City because of what Mourinho wants to do. Um, but Pep Guardiola set his team up to to have possession, you know, to 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 try and work it. And uh it it just didn't. It not there's not there was nothing there for Manchester City attacking wise. And um they didn't deserve anything from this game. And it, it, that's that's what happened. Tottenham gets the two 0 win and they go top of the table. Um as far as as far as my bet goes, you to see Tottenham as a almost three to one favorite, or I'm sorry, three to one underdog to win this game, a, a, you know, a home game against a team who's struggling and Tottenham are playing really well. That's just that's too easy. That's easy money. So I got I got plus two eighty five, uh, so almost three to one on my on my one unit bet for Tottenham. Probably should have put more on it, but you know, you live and you learn. Um, and then another one I had, I had a unit on the under three and that hit too. So I was almost plus four units on that one game. And that game was, that's, that's what you want. That's perfect. Um, so yeah, no, we got Tottenham and Chelsea next weekend. And, uh, I think that that game is obviously for top of the table, um, after 10 games, but that's, that is a, could be an, an early look at a title decider. <coughs> um, but yeah, Manchester City are in trouble. I think that's I think that's the overarching theme from this game that City are in are in some deep trouble, especially with you know securing Pepford for the next two years. You know what are they going to look like um, in two years? Well, I guess we're going to find out. Uh, next game of the weekend was Manchester United and West Brom. This was the last. This was the the last game on Saturday. Um, and stop me if you've heard this before, but. Manchester United win one nil on a Bruno Fernandez penalty. Um, this is, this is what you know. If if United are struggling, this is what they go back to. This is the classic, you know, the last couple of years. United, um, they they had more chances. Uh, Martial had had a header early. Uh, West Brom had a chance after that. Um, and I think what I took from this game is Manchester United do not want possession of the ball. There there are certain teams in this league that like like Leicester, like United, like Arsenal, who do not want the ball. They want 40 to 45% possession, and they want to 
have their decisions made for them on the ball. They want to be, you know, attacking quickly and not have time to think. And there are teams in this league, like those three, who are not going to do well against, you know, two banks of four in defense or, you know, even, you know, a bank of five and a bank of four when they have time on the ball to think about what they want to do. And uh, Manchester United are one of those teams. And West Brom caused them all kinds of trouble today, uh, I think, or on Saturday. I think West Brom easily could have gotten some from this game. I, they had probably the the move of, of the match and, you know, Pereira nutmegging Matic and then playing in Carlin Grant and Grant, you know, forcing a really good save out of De Gea. Um, and then obviously the, the penalty that, the penalty that wasn't against Bruno Fernandez. I don't think it was a penalty. I think I think Fernandez gets enough of the ball to to prevent that from being a penalty, but easily could have been given. And um, I think I think West Brom created a lot more than than what United would have expected. Um, uh, like I said, they get a penalty in the second half that uh, was saved, and then it was determined that Sam Johnson was off the line when he kicked it, which is 100% true. And then Fernandez scores the second one. Um, after that, United were were on cruise control. They had a couple of chances. Rashford and Cavani both had both had missed chances in the second half after after they taken a lead. Um, <clears throat> but it wouldn't have surprised me to see West Brom get something from this game. And I I was, um, you know, obviously I bet Manchester United to win the game. But uh, you know, I was I was kind of rooting for West Brom to get something from the game. I think they deserved it. Um, Obviously, the, all the stats are going to be in Man United's favor. They're the much better team. 63% possession, 17 shots to West Brom, 7. But like I said, I think West Brom did enough to to at least score a goal in this game, and they were going to be disappointed there. They don't leave with anything. Um, betting on it, I had I had two and a half units on United. I thought that was going to be an easy United win. It uh, clearly wasn't, but I do win that unit, which is nice. Would have been That would have been... That would have hurt me to lose two and a half units on the uh, on a United, you know, nil nil draw or one one draw. Uh, next game of the weekend. <clears throat> well, I'm gonna talk about United a little more. Manchester United. Um, I don't expect them to be in the top four. I, I the way they're playing really well in Europe, and uh, yesterday they won. Uh, was it four one or something um, in the Champions League? But the way they're playing in the league right now, especially the way they're playing at home, they're really struggling at home. That was their first win of the season at home in five games. Uh, they now have five points from five games at home. And you can't – I know there's no fans, and, and obviously I think um, that has an effect on, you know, their home form, but you got to be able to win your games at home. It's not it's not affecting Liverpool. <coughs> um, Liverpool are winning all their games at home, and that's what you have to do in this league. You've got you to beat the – got to beat the bad teams, and you got to win your home games. And you're going to finish in the top four. And um, – United are struggling to do both of those things right now. Uh, so I don't expect them to finish in the top four. I think t- Tottenham and Chelsea are too, they're playing too well right now to get knocked out. And then there's, you know, Leicester and, and City and United and, um, you know, even Wolves and Southampton, I, I might put ahead, be more likely to finish in the top four right now. That could obviously change very quickly, but um, I love the way Southampton and, and Wolves are playing right now. Um, next game of <clears throat> next game of the weekend was Fulham and Everton. This is one of the games that I missed because I slept through my alarm, which was unfortunate because it was a you know I watched the game back, but it was a good game. It was a lot of fun to watch. At Fulham showing some fight, and I like it. Um, I like Fulham a lot. Uh, they've they've been 
I like Craven Cottage a lot. I think it's it's a really cool ground. Um, but they lose this game at home, 3-2 to Everton. And uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you know, leading goal scorer, 10 goals in the first nine games, and he gets he gets two here. He scores in the first minute from Richarlison cross. Um, uh, Bobby DeCordova Reed equalized for Fulham. They showed some fight. They showed a little, you know, attacking prowess here, which was uh, impressive from them. Uh, definitely more than what you think of when you think of Fulham. Um, but I think when you look at the the story of the game here is Everton and when they get their when they get their full team back when they've got Dina. I think Dina's one of the I think Dina's the best left back in the league right now. I know. Um, the most valuable, maybe. Uh, I know Ro- Andrew Robertson's really good for Liverpool, but when you can see the difference between Everton without Dina and then Everton with him, um, they were a lot more proficient in attacking, and he gets two assists, um, one for Decoure and one for for um, for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And uh, he's he's a very impressive left back. Um, if he can stay fit and stay on the pitch for the – for the entirety of the season. I, I, and I think Richarlison has a lot to do with that too. I think that left side is one of the best in the league and uh, they're very, very effective attacking on the left side. Um, if those two can stay on the pitch, I think I've, Everton are another team that I think could finish in you know, top six, maybe possibly top four, you know, to, with the way they played early in the season, they looked really good. Um, uh, and then second half, uh, it was three, one at half. Ducure scoring in 30-something minute to, to make it 3-1. And then Fulham missed a penalty in the second half. And then uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek scores to make it 3-2. And then they're not able to really create any chances after that. Um, but Fulham had majority of the possession. They had more shots. You know, obviously, you're going you're gonna to see that when, it, when a team is uh, behind and, and trying to come back. Um, so that's not a surprise. But with, with how poor Fulham have played this season – it is a little bit of surprise to see them with more possession and more shots against a team like Everton who are clearly in the top half of the table. Uh, obviously no bets here because I've slept through it, which is disappointing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was more impressed with Fulham here. They, they did more to impress me in this game than, than Everton did. I expected an Everton win, um, especially with Dina and Richarlison back and Hamas uh, Rodriguez back as well. But Fulham showed some fight. I think, uh, I think you'd put them um, as of right now uh, as favorites to not get relegated out of that out of that group of four um, teams who are just they're just awful, um, you know Fulham, West Brom, Burnley, and Sheffield. Uh, obviously, Burnley gets a win as well, but uh, I think Fulham have shown in the last couple of games that they're going to fight for a position in this league. Uh, next game of the weekend is another game I slept through. I woke up right when this game kicked off, so I was able to watch it. Um, but it was Sheffield nil, West Ham. One and um, Sheffield should have won this game. They just don't. They've scored four goals this season, or I don't know. Is it four? It could be. Could be less than that. Could be a little bit more. But they've scored. They they can't score. They 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 really just can't put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, they should have won this game. They had they had majority of the chances. They were. Um, they were definitely the better team in the first half. They just couldn't score. Uh, Oliver McBurney. Um, had a couple chances that he should have put away. Uh, you know, I think the header was was the most egregious one. Uh, he definitely should score that. And then West Ham pull a goal out of nothing from Sebastian Hilaire, who who doesn't look like he really wants to play, but he scores the goal here. Um, and then after after that, it was a 
you know, it was a definitely it was a basketball game. It was a back and forth. Um, R- Declan Rice hits the bar. McBurney hits the bar, and um, you know Sheffield aren't able to to get anything from this game because they can't put the ball in the back of the net, and that's the name of the game. That does they have four goals this season through nine games. That's just not going to get it done. Um, stats weren't really in anyone's favor. This was you know West Ham scored, Sheffield didn't. That's uh, that's the name of the game. Um, so not a really, not really a whole lot going on there other than West Ham just scraping out wins, you know, uh, and that's, that's what you got to do. They're, they beaten, they just beat Fulham one nil and they're beating Sheffield one nil. And that's what you got to beat the teams and who are below you. That's, that's, that's how you get, um, you know, farther up the table, but, you know, very impressed with West Ham, even, even, uh, without, um, Mikel Antonio, who was their best player. Um, but no bets on that game. Cause I woke up right when it kicked off. Um, Leeds and Arsenal were next. Uh, man, this game was funky. Uh, I, I, I can't believe I watched this game and there wasn't a goal. Um, Patrick Bamford had a couple early chances. He, he definitely should have put away. Um, and I, it, I think it was, it was one of those games where if Leeds had scored one, that they were going to get three. Uh, this was going to be an ugly, you know, it, it was going to get ugly if, if Leeds were, were able to get one. Um, but Leeds were dominant in the first half. They they really they had the majority of the possession. They had a lot more shots. Um, they were the better team in the first half. Just weren't able to uh, to put the ball away uh, early in the second half. Uh, Nicola Pepe gets sent off um, for a, a stupid headbutt on uh, was Alioski, I think is his name. Um, so he gets sent off in the fifty first minute. And honestly, I think it hurt Leeds to have to play against 10 men. I think, I think Leeds would have done better if Arsenal were a little more attack minded, but um, this game ends nil nil, but not for, you know, not for want of trying Leeds at the bar. I want to say at least twice in the second half, uh, three, it was three times, three times Leeds at the bar in the second half. Uh, Stuart Dallas forced a really, really good save from Bern Leno. Um, Arsenal did have a chance to win it. Um, yeah, I think 85th, 86th minute with uh, with Saka going through and he's not able to get, you know, that good of a shot away uh, to try and win it. But uh, Leeds were the better team. Leeds deserved to win this game. Uh, they just, uh, you know, were too obsessed with, with hitting the woodwork here. And uh, Lano made a really good save. Um, but you look at the stats and, and you, you would expect Leeds to be ahead in this game with 66% possession and 25 shots to Arsenal's nine this, this was a good game. It was a good nil-nil. It was it was fun to watch. There was a lot of a lot of attacking, a lot of incidents. It just uh, you know no one was able to score. Um, I put a unit on the draw, and that's huge to to be able to 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 hit a draw at plus two seventy. It's massive. So hit that. That's that's uh, that's always nice to hit a draw. And then you know, I thought this game was going to be a high scoring game. I thought Leeds would 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 score some goals, and and Leeds aren't you know, the best defensive team in the league. So I thought Arsenal might be able to, to score as well, but uh, no goals in this game. So I lost a unit on that, but I'm, you know, plus one and a half units on that game, which is uh, what you got to do. Uh, next game of the weekend was Liverpool and Leicester. And this game did not go anything like how I thought it would. I thought that this was going to be a, injury ravaged Liverpool team who were, would look kind of disjointed and, and uh, not at a hundred percent because obviously they're not. And I thought that Leicester would have enough to, 
to pick them off, you know, on the break. I thought, I thought this was going to be a one nil Lester win. I, that's, that's kind of the game that I thought we were going to see. Um, but from right from the start, it was not, it was Liverpool dominating Lester. Lester didn't really have a chance. Um, yeah, I think they, I think, well, Harvey Barnes had a chance that they probably should have scored. Uh, but after that, there was really nothing from Lester. Uh, Liverpool score through a Johnny Evans own goal on a, on a corner. Uh, kind of embarrassing for him. That's, that's not, not a good, not a good look. And he almost scored another one later on in the game when he hit the bar with the, with, with a header. Um, but we had two early chances from, from Sadio Mane and Curtis Jones. And then, and then Johnny Evans scores his own goal. Uh, Harvey Barnes had a really good chance um, to equalize, to make it one, one. Um, he kind of scuffs his shot wide. And then uh, Diogo Jada, um, there hasn't been a better signing in, in the league, I, w- I, w- I would argue. Um, Andy Robinson picks him out with a header in the 41st minute to make it 2-0, and the game's over. Um, I questioned the signing of Diogo Jada for 40, 45 million, whatever it was, when you could have got um, Timo Werner for that. And now I'm, it's like, okay, I think Jurgen Klopp knows what he's doing. Um, Diogo Jada has been probably Liverpool's best player this season. Um, either coming off the bench or, you know, hat trick in the Champions League or, you know, whatever it may be. But Diego Jota's been our best, been Liverpool's best player, excuse me. Um, so I'm not going to question uh, Jurgen Klopp's transfer business anymore, I don't think. Um, but, yeah, this this was a dominant Liverpool performance. Uh, 24 shots to Leicester's 11, uh, more possession. This, this Liverpool team, no matter who's in it, they're going to be – they're looking to win every game. They're going to uh, – this is a team that I think are favorites for the league right now. Um, this is a team that I think you know, they, they play in about an hour here in the Champions League. It, if they win the Champions League, that would surprise me without without Van Dijk and some of these other players. But it also wouldn't surprise me if they won it too. So um, this, is a, this is a very well set up Liverpool team and very impressed with them. I thought this would go completely the other direction. Uh, obviously, you know, I put a unit on Leicester to win the game. At plus three ten, I thought I thought this Leicester team would 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 beat Liverpool today or on Sunday, excuse me. Um, but I ha- I also had a unit on the under three in that pushed with Liverpool scoring three goals, uh, so I lost a unit on that game. Um, I don't really take a whole lot away from Leicester um, in this game. I think this is more of a this tells us more about Liverpool and and how they're going to play for the rest of the season. Leicester are going to play the the way they're going to play. Brendan Rodgers is going to set them up. Um, defensively and try and counter with with uh, with Jamie Vardy on the break, and that's going to work against a lot of teams. It's going to work. They're going to they're going to finish in, e- easily in the top half and a, a top six team. I think I think that's they're definitely in discussion for that. They're going to beat they're going to beat um, teams that they can catch on the break, and they're also they've got enough talent in midfield and and you know probably one of the best strikers in the league uh, to be able to beat the bad teams. So. I expect Leicester to uh, to bounce back from from this loss, even though they they were well and truly outclassed. Um, I don't expect it to to affect them, you know, in the coming games. I think I think they'll be fine. Um, next game was Burnley and Crystal Palace, and um, I thought Crystal Palace would win this game, um, but I, I think looking back at it, I I that was that was definitely the wrong call. It's 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 
Burnley and Crystal Palace are kind of a, a battle of the same philosophy. They both want to sit back and defend. Crystal Palace obviously have a lot more attacking talent. Um, even without Zaha, they've got more attacking talent than Burnley does. But um, this was a game that whoever scored the first goal was going to win the game. Um, that once one team kind of pokes their head out in front, they're going to sit back and defend. And neither one of these teams has enough um, attacking talent to break, you know, uh, two banks of four down. Um, this is another, you know, these these are two more teams. Like I said, they don't want the ball. They want the other team to have the ball and make a mistake, and they're able to break on it, and the decision's made for them. They're going to run, especially Crystal Palace. That's, that's, that is Crystal Palace in a nutshell. They want the other team to have the ball. Um, and you're looking at the stats. Crystal Pal- When Crystal Palace have more than 50% possession, they're going to struggle. They're not going to, they're probably not going to win that game. Um, and, and, uh, that's the way this game unfolded with, with Chris Wood, um, you know, putting them, putting Burnley ahead in the eighth minute. Um, that's the, that's the way the game was going to go. It was going to be Crystal Palace having more of the ball and that's not what they want. They don't want the ball. Um, but Burnley don't want it either. And when, when Burnley, uh, score to make it one nil, um, Crystal Palace are going to have more of the ball. They're going to have to, they're going to be have to be the ones on the front foot and that's not where they want to be. Um, so for Burnley to win this one nil, that shouldn't have been too much of a surprise. It was, uh, definitely a 50, 50 game. Whoever scores was going to score first is going to win the game. Um, but Burnley get their first one of the season. Um, I still don't think they're any good. I still don't think that this is a team that, you know, are going to be able to fight their way out of relegation because they're not going to play Crystal Palace every week. Um, Nick Pope is fantastic. Nick Pope made a really good save late on Christian Penteke, and he is one of the best goalkeepers in the league. I think if he's not England's number one, I don't know what they're going to be. I don't know what they're thinking. Um, he's he is the, he's he is the best English goalkeeper um, on the planet. He's he's one of the best in the league, um, and uh, he played really well today. He had a couple he had a couple saves, um, but. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to read too much into this game. This is this is uh, just another game of of the 38. These two teams are going to play. Um, I still expect Burnley to get relegated. I, I don't, and I don't think. I think Crystal Palace will will do well. Um, they're gonna they're gonna win more games than um, than probably they're expected to. I would I would imagine they're going to beat some teams that that they shouldn't. Uh, but they're also going to lose the teams that that they that they should beat that they have more talent than like like this Burnley team. So um, I had a unit on Palace to win. They obviously didn't, but I also had a unit on the under two. The under two hit. So I I went a unit. I went a point oh nine unit on on this game, which uh, I will take hundred percent of the time. Um, last game of the week, Monday afternoon for me, Monday night uh, over in England. Wolves and Southampton. I thought this was the best game of the weekend. Um, I really enjoyed these two teams playing. Um, I, I think these are two teams who are who are definitely in form, who are going to be pushing for for top six spots, who who are going to finish in the top half of the table. Um, but I was very impressed with both of them. Alex McCarthy pulled off some some incredible saves uh, in the first half. Um, uh, in the second half, Theo Walcott 
uh, gets the breakthrough uh, through a Shea Adams cross, who is playing really well. I like I like the way Shea Adams is playing. He's a young guy who I think could could make a push to, um, you know, to be one of the better uh, kind of second strikers in the league uh, with Danny Ings, um, you know, playing ahead of him. Um, but Wolves were able to equalize um, a little bit later on, about ten minutes later, uh, through Pedro Neto, who came on. Um, as a sub, about five minutes before he scored. Um, and uh, the game finished 1-1, and I, I think I think there's a very um, – it was an even game. It was – that was a, a draw here was not a surprise the way these two teams played. They both played very well. Uh, Southampton edged it on the possession, but Wolves had more shots. Um, if you were to pick a winner, it probably would have been Wolves. I think um, – they just they had a little more uh, going forward, especially late in the game. They were able to, to create some chances that Southampton, I think, were kind of settling in to, to sit for the one one. Um, but yeah, I, I this was this was one of my this is probably my favorite game uh, of the weekend to watch. Uh, watch going back, watch the highlights of it, you know, again. And uh, Alex McCarthy, player, it was got to be man of the match. He was he was fantastic in the first half and and kept them in it, kept Southampton in it. Um, as for my bets, uh, I had a unit on the draw, and uh, and then I had a unit uh, on the over two, um, which that pushed. So I was able to to pick up another two point one units on that draw. Um. So uh, I was up eight eight point six eight point six three units on the weekend, and that's missing two games. And I think I I think I would have picked those two games right. I'm just saying. I think I would have picked up some more units, so that's disappointing. But if you offered me 8.6 units every weekend, I would take it. Um, so, yeah, happy with that. Happy, um, happy with with my with my gambling this weekend. Um, I kind of want to take a take a look at um, my power rankings after week nine. Um, this is kind of who who I think's playing, you know, you know, based on more definitely more recency bias here, but this is my top twenty um, throughout the league, um, you know, based on more recent results and based on you know what I think uh, is going to happen in the coming weeks. Um, but as of right now, I've still got Liverpool number one. They don't move any, don't go anywhere from from where they were last week. I think they they are the favorite to win the league. Even with all their injuries, uh, they're just they're they're coached too well. They have too much attacking talent, and I I do expect them to to win the league even now, uh, even nine weeks in. Uh, number two and number three, I have Chelsea and Tottenham, and they're playing this weekend, so that'll give us more clear indication of of uh, you know what these two London teams are are going to be looking like for the rest of the season. Four and five, I've got Southampton and Wolves. I was very impressed once again. I was very impressed with with how these two teams played uh, on Monday afternoon. And um, I don't I, I I think to put them at four and five right now, especially with the we'll we'll look at the teams below them and how they're playing. But the way Southampton and Wolves have been playing, I don't think there's any reason to think that they're better than who my number six team is right now, Man City. I think both Southampton and Wolves would beat Man City right now. I know City beat Wolves early in the season, but the way they're playing right now, I think Wolves is the better team. Uh, number seven is Leicester. Um, well, we'll talk about Man City. Man City, are, they've got too much, too much talent that they could just flick a switch, and they're one of the best teams in the league again. Um, so I'll, I'm going to put them at six for right now. 
uh, Leicester, same kind of deal. I I had them up higher than this last week, but um, yeah, I don't I don't I don't think them losing to Liverpool really does a whole lot to to hurt their their overall standing. Everton looking really good again with uh, their number eight with with Dina and Richarlison back, Hamas Rodriguez as well. Um, number nine is West Ham, and that's just based on results there. I don't think they've looked great, but they're also missing their top striker. And um, to be able to grind out one no wins is is impressive. It's tough to do. So I'm gonna I put them uh, put them at number nine. Number ten is Leeds. I've been very impressed with them um, the whole season. Um, they looked really good against Arsenal. Should have won the game. And if they had scored one, they probably won a game. Probably win that game three nil, two nil. Um, but they weren't able to get the first, which is obviously the most important one. Um, but the way they play, the way they attack, uh, they're not as, they're not terrific defensively. They're they're um, you know they're adequate defensively um, for how they play. So I got Leeds at number ten, Manchester United at number eleven. They they have not looked good in a while in the league. In the league, they have not looked good. Um, but yeah, that, that that's one of those things that they've got enough talent that that could change very quickly. Number twelve is Aston Villa. Number thirteen is Brighton. Um, I think I still think Aston Villa is a better better team than Brighton, even though Brighton just beat them. Um, I need to see more from Brighton. I need to see more. I need to see more wins. I need to see more consistent performances from Brighton um, before I start, you know, rocketing them up the league. Um, but Aston Villa, I think, I think are are a team that probably should be higher than twelve, but they haven't played particularly well recently. So I'm going to keep them in the bottom half of the table. Arsenal at fourteen. They're just not good. They're just uh, they're they can't. Uh, Mikel Arteta had them playing well early in the season, and um, they're falling apart. They haven't scored an open goal. They haven't scored a goal from open play in uh, was it six or seven hours now. Um, yeah, they're they 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 need to start putting the ball in the back of the net. Uh, I think getting a draw against a team a, a Leeds team that played really well with ten men is a fine result, um, but they need to be able to score. Uh, more going forward, obviously. Uh, number 15, I've got Newcastle. Newcastle with Callum Wilson, I think they're going to be fine. Not worried about them. They, obviously, you play against uh, you know, who I've got the second best team in the league uh, in Chelsea. You're going to struggle. So uh, them losing to Chelsea 2-0, I think, is is uh, borderline respectable, especially without Callum Wilson. Uh, number 16, I've got Crystal Palace. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of Crystal Palace. I don't. I don't like the way they play. I don't uh, particularly enjoy their style. Um, and when it doesn't work, it looks bad. So uh, you know, you lose. You lose to Burnley one uh, nil when you play like that. So uh, right below them, I've got Burnley, and then and then Fulham, Sheffield, and West Brom. Sheffield and West Brom are easily the two worst teams in the league right now. Um, probably should have West Brom above Sheffield, but. What are you going to do? It, it doesn't really make any difference for the for the two of them. Uh, Burnley and Fulham get wins um, this weekend. No, excuse me. Burnley gets a win. Fulham does not. But I think Fulham. I think their game is more impressive than than Burnley. Um, you know, getting a win against a, a bad uh, Crystal Palace team. Um, so those are, that's my top twenty. Um, obviously, next weekend I've got Chelsea and Tottenham at two and three. Uh, we get to see them play <clears throat> next weekend, so I'm excited to see that. That'll obviously you know, be one of the games of the season, but 
as of right now, I think I think Liverpool are um, Liverpool are the are the class of the league, um, and I think I think I expect them to to win the league at this point. Um, so I'll, I need to set up a blog. I need to set up a blog so I can post that um, that top twenty, my, my power rankings for week nine. Get that set up. Hopefully this week, probably today. Um, other than that, uh, I think that's about it. We've got we've got some some good games coming up here this weekend and I'll go over that on Friday and I'll get another podcast up. But um, this is the damn American podcast. My name is Scotty H. Follow me on Twitter, the damn American podcast. Um, anything else? No, I think that's it. Uh, have a fantastic next couple days and I'll see you on Friday. Have a good one guys. <laughs>